Welcome everyone to another episode of Talk with Jordan, high tech on the low. I am very honored today for another international guest of mine. Uh, we've been kind of doing a few of these international uh, podcasts, you can call it lately. And we have one of our, a guest, another North American guest from Canada, Nikita of PartnerStack. And he will be talking to us today all about what PartnerStack is, which I know a little bit about just because having worked with you guys now, um, but I think it would be very interesting for the rest of the community to hear about and uh, definitely in Israel um, for people to hear about because I don't know how how big it is out here to be very honest, I don't imagine it is. And also you'll get to talk a little bit about you know who you are, what you are, what you are in the tech space, what do you like about it, and all that stuff. So Nikita, please, I don't know if I gave a great introduction, so do a little better one for me. and. Uh, <laughs> We can uh, get started. Uh, no, I, I definitely appreciate the introduction, Jordan. Um, yeah, no, I think that was really good. Um, so basically, at a super high level, I'm the director of channel partnerships and alliances at a company called PartnerStack. We are a uh, about 125-person software company based in Toronto, Canada, actually. Um, and... Uh, what we do is we help companies launch, automate, manage, and scale partner programs. So everything from a simple referral program to an affiliate partner marketing program, all the way up to like an agency and reseller channel. Uh, that's the core of what I do, uh, the, what, what we do as an organization. The core of what I do um, is kind of very meta. Uh, basically, uh, my goal is to launch a partner program uh, for partners to sell partner software uh, so that more vendors come on and ultimately launch their own partner program. So, so it's like a, uh, a very... evolution of partners and partners and partners and partners, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, if you if you go deep enough on our space, you basically realize that everyone is either a vendor or a partner for something uh, and some permutation of the both. Um, so basically, yeah. Okay, well, that's very cool. I mean, in a sense, it's actually, when you think of the larger even idea of like networking, right, we're all just partners within the larger ecosystem. So if you even look at partners that is kind of getting within the whole idea of networking, partnership building and everything, it kind of like feeds in and itself. I mean, you know, yeah, it's it's been really cool. Like this is never... Um... I think a lot of people don't know about partnerships and channel in general, but it drives so much revenue for organizations, right? Like you look at a company like Microsoft, well right. over 90% of their revenue today is being driven by their indirect channel and channel partners. Uh, you look at Cisco, HP, um, even, you know, even Salesforce, um, you know, they've, they've made co recent commitments to acquire, you know, 20, 250,000 partners over the next three or four years to continue to build out their ecosystem. And so, uh, you know, our goal is really to continue to bring that kind of scale and that kind of distribution to companies that are much smaller, right? So For sure. uh, co companies that are in, you know, the, the startup and the kind of the mid, mid side stage um, and really help them do that really quickly and effectively. So would you kind of say you're like decentralizing almost the power of partnerships in the tech world? I mean, in a, in taking it from the big guys who just, value, you know, grow and, and continuously expand from larger partnerships and kind of bringing it down to the small guy? Yeah, I mean, broadly, yes. Um, so when we, you know, our pitch, at least in the early days of our business, and really it is still that today is, if you look at an organization like Shopify, it took them, you know, $30 million, maybe plus or minus, uh, and six years to build out their own partner program. Most startups don't have one that kind of cash, that kind of runway in terms of time, right, largely. And so we want, we want to bring a lot of those, like the power of that distribution down to those organizations. Um, and, and, it, and it benefits both sides. It 
benefits the startups and the vendors because ultimately gives them the distribution that they need into certain new geographic areas or you know even opens up a net new sales channel for them. Uh, but it also benefits the partners. The partners make money off of this. And ultimately, if their clients see value in the technology that they're selling, um, they'll likely you know continue to work with those partners longer. So it's like this symbiotic relationship that's just you know perfectly set up. Now, in that sense, you know, I mean, I, I totally, totally see it myself. I mean, to be honest, that's why we, you know, my organization and others that I've kind of worked with, that's why I push it because I see the kind of benefit in it. But, you know, kind of one of the things I, I, I want to know is what's really the draw for a lot of your clients you see? Is it kind of the management of the larger, what I'd call, and I'm sure you guys probably say something similar, is like partnership funnel? Is it like that kind of the management or the automation of it? Or is it kind of the, the ability to also pick you know, what I would deem as smart partnerships, um, partnerships that really go and actually grow your business and aren't just, uh, you know, kind of uh, a, a small, you know, type of, you know, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't type of situation. Yeah, I mean, vendors largely come to PartnerStack for two things. One is the general infrastructure itself. So, hey, you're looking to launch a partner program. You need to be able to support these partners. So the infrastructure and automation needs to be there. And that's a really big you know, facet of what we do. That's kind of like our, the tool portion of what PartnerStack does. The second thing that they really come to us for is our distribution network itself. So we're not just a tool. We basically have like this distribution network of you know, you know hundreds of thousands of partners now that can join a specific company's program and drive business to them. And so, you know, one, obviously you get the benefit of putting the infrastructure in place for partnerships in general, but two, you get that distribution network, which is, you don't really find anywhere else. Like if you purchase a CRM like Salesforce, Salesforce isn't going to go out and sell your solution for you. Um, but in our world, uh, it's very much, you know, you're, you're merging the two, uh, which is particularly interesting. Right. And so in that sense, you're able to get kind of a more comprehensive solution for all partnership stuff that might not otherwise happen for people. Right now. Exactly. Now, in that sense, who are some of your, you know, when you guys, I mean, I guess when you started, you might've had one idea, right. But what are some of your key target audiences that you're normally focused on? Yeah, our large core market is just B2B SaaS software. Um, and so right. it's, it's a very open market for sure. Um, but uh, basically that's what we found has, has worked really well for us. And so uh, companies that just kind of operate uh, that have a SaaS based model, uh, that are in the B2B space are really good fits for partner stack in general. There are kind of three or four different subcategories that have emerged out of that. So, right. you know, finance, like financial uh, finance and accounting is one that's really large and that's largely due to our relationship with some larger financial vendors like Intuit. Um, okay. the, there's the kind of the marketing um, and kind of like sales technology space. So if you think of tools like Pipedrive and, um, I don't know, like pipe drives a customer, but there are other kind of tools that are there. Uh, and then the last one would be like HR tech, for example. Like those are the three that have like just kind of emerged. But right. broadly speaking, anybody that has a SaaS solution in the B2B space is, is typically a good fit for, you know, what we would call our ideal customer profile. Sure. And does, and like kind of, uh, you know, I think another thing that a lot of people definitely want to know, and some of the questions, for example, that I get asked, especially about partner stacker, what kind of differs partner stack say from a uh, affiliates management type of program or solution, right? You know, because in the end it can kind of, I think, especially to some of the uh, younger companies, it can look kind of similar. It's actually a really good question. Um, and so 
the big thing is, is we don't just manage affiliates. Uh, we help you manage broader partnerships as well. And so if you look at, uh, you know, how we sell our solution, there's three distinct categories that we sell into. And these exactly. are actually all three um, very distinct industries. So you have the typical referral software, you have the affiliate partner marketing software, which is, you know, where affiliate kind of jumps in. And then you have the reseller and in uh, channel kind of space. Most companies look at partner stack for one specific channel because that's what's top of mind at the point in time. So maybe right, it's just, just reseller. Point. Right, exactly. exactly. Maybe it's just affiliate. Maybe it's just referral. And so you can leverage partner stack for that, just that one channel, just for affiliate or referral. But chances are over time, you're going to work with a lot of broad partners that need to be, need to work with you differently. So they're going to sure. need you know different attribution methods, different types of resources and collateral, training and certification, payouts, right? Like things like this come up. And so... Basically, it's our ability to work with a very broad set of partners that enables us to ultimately help these companies scale over time. It's not just a solution for affiliate, even though you know customers definitely use us for that. It's a broad solution across all different partner types that helps them drive ultimately you know, revenue for their business. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, in the end here, we're looking at the bottom line, right? And what inevitably grows the revenue for the business, right? Now, what, I mean, made you, you know, Nikita, you know, get into this specific company, you know, I imagine this has been kind of an evolution, but you know, it's kind of a very interesting, you know, unique niche. I mean, I tell you just for myself, you know, I come from the, the networking world, the community development world, right. Which is in a certain way, a form of partnership development, right. But, you know, in a very, not exact way as you guys do it, but in a kind of more, you know, inorganic type of way of, uh, or sorry, you know, more organic way of doing it. Um, But, you know, I kind of want to know what, what brought you, what drove you into this type of, you know, situation? Yeah, it's actually, it's a very interesting story. Um, it was serendipitous. So uh, basically, I had been um, in a prior life, I guess, uh, part of a <laughs> uh, uh, an incubator in, in, in Toronto called The Next 36. Uh, and th- at the time, the CEO of our organization, Bryn, uh, was kind of poking around in my LinkedIn. And I just, I thought that he was largely looking to um, just get into the incubator. So uh, he didn't add me. I decided just, you know what, I'm going to add him. Uh, see, like save him the time of like just doing this whole runaround. Let's see what happens. Right. His first message to me is, I'd love to jump on a call. And, and I'm like, that's great. I don't know who you are. Uh, love to learn more about what you guys do. What do you want to talk about? And basically he's like, we're growing at the seams. We're bursting at the seams. We need people. We need to bring in higher people on. Um, and at the time, PartnerStack was a six-person organization. Uh, we had just come out of Y Combinator and still getting, definitely getting our feet underneath us. But basically, sure. jump, jump on a call with our CEO, Bryn, uh, and another co-founder, Luke. Talk to them probably, you know, twice or three times. And then they said, hey, listen, if we, want, we want to bring you on board to work alongside Luke on the revenue side. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. Uh, little did I yeah. know. Yeah, great. great let's do it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but little did we, little did I know. Uh, and I think little did we know how big the opportunity we were chasing really was at the time. Um, being six people at the, and, and just remembering, you know, you know, where we were as a startup, we were still trying to figure out who we were selling to. I mean, that's 
I spent, you know, I've hit, just hit my four-year mark at partner stack, but that was what we were spending the first probably year and a half of my, my journey at partner stack doing, you know, figuring out who are we selling to, how are we selling to it? And really how big is the opportunity ultimately down the line? Sure. Really big and important factor in that is we were pivoting all the time, not, you know, pivoting our business, but we were very open to customer feedback for a really long period of time. So that helped us kind of realize that, hey, we didn't, we we shouldn't just focus on affiliate. Our customers have very broad problems across their general partnership space. And we need to figure out a way to tackle all of that um, or else, you know, we, you know, we're missing the opportunity that's here. So, so basically that answers it, but that's yeah, how I but got into it. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's fascinating because what I actually find very interesting too, is like almost it leads back to their earlier question, which is like, you guys were once maybe just dealing with affiliates. And then in a sense, you realize the bigger need in the industry and kind of figured it out. And that's like that whole idea of, you know, pivoting and learning and the customer feedback, which I think is very, very big in the startup space. Yeah, I, I think where partner stack started very, very early on is we definitely focused on one, one niche, which was probably affiliate at the time. Um, but as we worked with our customers, we realized that like, hey, um, there are a lot of opportunities here and our customers have a lot of pain points and realistically, they shouldn't be using multiple solutions. They need to use one. Uh, and it helped us really build out that functionality for reseller and agency, you know, and continue to do that work with larger distributors. Um, and that was kind of the path that we were on. And now that we've, you know, we've hit that pain point and it's a very real pain point for B2B business companies. Um, it's, it's, it's really exciting. It's the way that I describe partnerships, you know, for a long period of time, for decades really, is it, it was kind of this wild west where uh, there was no playbook and there still is no playbook really sure. for partnerships. Um, and so when you look at a lot of these startups, people that are put in these positions um, and are like, hey, we need you to figure out the partnerships channel. They don't know where to look. Um, and so that's part <laughs> of what PartnerStack's trying to do for is sure. also, you know, make it easy for all these startups as well to really understand why partnerships in general and go from there. So are you guys kind of looking in that sense in the future? You know, right now, I feel like you, in a sense, you're still, while you're growing and no doubt, you know, and you're still, and you've grown and all this stuff, are you guys looking to kind of become like a center for partnerships in that sense? hundred percent. Yeah. We want to, we want to write the playbook on partnerships um, so that any individual at any organization knows exactly what to do uh, to start a partner program. Similar to how, you know, Salesforce uh, wrote the playbook on direct sales and then HubSpot wrote the playbook on uh, inbound marketing. Um, it's pretty much what we want to do. We want to do the exact same thing for partnerships. That's awesome. Because I, you know, I laughed actually when you mentioned there's that whole thing about the director of partnerships or, you know, finding partnerships because it's happened to me too in similar roles, right? You know, it hasn't necessarily been for a B2B SaaS company, but it's been like, yeah, go find partnerships. And in the end, you know, I think when, if you're just a natural people person or you're a good networker, or you understand LinkedIn very well, right? You'll, you'll make it, right? But in the end, yeah. it's 100% what you're saying. There's no playbook. You have to go out there. You have to figure it out. You're sometimes guessing, sometimes maybe making a more educated guess or a less educated guess, but often just using some research. And in a sense, that's where a lot of businesses and probably especially even startups, I imagine, are kind of hurting because they have to spend that time and, you know, it's inefficient. It doesn't get them anywhere. In the end, they're back to square one with, you know, just, you know, holding the pen and figuring out the next guy to call. So um, yeah. for sure, for sure. Now, one of the things too that I wanted to ask you about PartnerStack is, you know, you guys have, obviously, you know, it's it's online, you know, it's digital, it's, it's, it's not, you know, uh, paperwork or anything like this but like what is let's say your kind of international clientele how does that work how do you service kind of internationally you know outside of let's say north america you know move it at like that 
Yeah, it's a phenomenal question. So, um, uh, it's a phenomenal question. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> phenomenal. Um, phenomenal. Uh, so, the majority of our customers uh, are obviously North America. We are a North American-based company. Um, so, I'd probably say like um, probably 70-ish percent are North American-based, but the, the other 30 are, are international. And so, uh, you get regions like uh, just Europe. Um, so, we have like we service the UK, Spain, France, and certain regions there. Uh, we have customers in Israel, uh, which is we'll kind of talk to that. Like Monday.com is a, is a client, uh, which you oh, know, is cool. a rapidly growing uh, customer, obviously, uh, in that region of the world. Zealand, uh, Asia, uh, Asia Pacific is somewhere that we're looking to target. Uh, but basically, like that's generally where our clientele right now. Um, with the with the notion that like we'll probably grow pretty substantially in those regions um, moving forward through partnerships, which is exciting because we'll likely bring on you know partners in Latin America eventually uh, that'll help us kind of translate the solution uh, and and pitch this and sell this to their markets too. Um, so. We today, uh, you know, have a limited customer base uh, internationally. Oh, limited is relative, but like 30% of our customer base is really international. Um, with the core focus being like Europe, kind of small portions of the Middle East and, and sure. yeah, Asia Pacific. Uh, but we're looking to expand that pretty aggressively uh, as we go into, you know, the latter half of 2021 and ultimately, you know, beyond. Uh-huh. And is the solution different per area? Should like, is that to be expected or is it more, a, you know, kind of a, what I would call, obviously it's, you know, customizable per, per business, but is it, you know, more kind of geared at the moment, say for the North American audience? It's uh, largely the solution is, is very similar across the board. Right. And so the, the tooling itself doesn't change region to region, what will change over time. And, you know, it is geared towards a North American audience today. Um, it is what will change is like being able to, you know, change the language for specific partners, uh, you know, adding multi-language and multi-language support, things like that are really were kind of the, it gets tricky going internationally, but you know, for example, we do multi-currency payouts. So we've partnered with oh, okay. Stripe and PayPal, for example, to pay out partners in any currency in the world, right? And so, really, the only limiting factor to us going, you know, completely international is kind of language, um, uh, the language barriers in terms of uh, actually translating the solution. But other okay. than that, you know, customers really around the world can use our solution. Oh, well, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's actually very, very unique too, because in many ways you would think that like every area would need its own unique kind of partner solution, right? Because everyone's a little different, but in the end, you know, it's kind of like partnerships are human in that sense. So it almost speaks to the larger human idea behind it. Yeah, and and the tooling, the tooling itself, like you can you can work to customize your specific program the way that you need it to, and so uh, you know you can turn certain for specific partners and specific regions, you can turn certain things on, turn certain things off, um, you know, turn attribution methods on or cut content and collateral for those regions as well. So um, you'll you have that flexibility generally. Uh, and so the, the, that's why the tool is very similar because there's a lot of flexibility built into the tool for for customers to use. For sure, for sure. Now we're getting towards the the end of the of the podcast, so I always like to end, you know, kind of with uh, two two questions that can help people, right? So one, what is the you know, if you had to kind of give this solution to the next startup, right? Why do they need to invest in their partnerships? Yeah, it's a really good question. Uh, but basically, they need to diversify the channels of their, their, their diversify their acquisition channels. Partnerships is the lowest cost channel over time uh, because effectively it allows you to tap into 
other individuals that have already built trust with the customers that you want. So for a really good example is, you know, PartnerStack leverages partnerships because it helps us get into mid-market and enterprise customers about, you know, uh, at half half of the time that it would typically take our direct sales team. So for example, let's say, you know, our direct sales team takes on average, you know, 40 days to uh, bring on a mid-market customer. It would take partnerships about 21. And so if you're looking to accelerate your growth and get into larger customers, um, you want to be able to leverage that kind of trust that's already been built with, with other uh, partners. Right. And in a sense, you're trying to, you're saying it's kind of also uh, a, a lower effort way of kind of growing your revenue it has and it kind of has that bigger roi in a sense um yeah. and sure. like imagine Im- imagine bringing on one partner and that one partner works with you know 50 different organizations uh, and so it's not that you have to sell to each of those 50 organizations individually you sell to that one partner and if that partner is bought buys into your vision effectively you you've effectively sold into 50 organizations and, and that's really the magic of partnerships and that's why it's so exponential over time Awesome. Awesome. And now for the, the final question that I always like to ask is kind of like, you know, what is, you know, you have a, had a very also interesting career path. It sounds like yourself, you know, you're working for a hub and then now you're kind of, you, you started almost out as one of those kind of early employee types at a company that's seeming to grow. And I, you know, hope for you guys seriously that it continues to grow and you guys become that, that center of partnerships as we were discussing, you know, what's your advice for anyone kind of just starting out in the industry or having, you know, options about going in as an early employee or anything like that? What do you, what do you have to say to them? You know, the people out there listening here. Just into a startup, right? Startup, you know, company that's kind of getting its feet off the ground maybe, or, you know, is kind of working maybe even in the partnership space or whatever, but, you know, kind of, you know, you've had a very interesting career and it's very, very unique. So I would love to just hear what your advice for some of the aspiring people out there listening. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's harder in a work from home world, but it's sure that the, so there's two things I'll say. One, um, you know, have conviction in the idea that you, that you go after. Um, so if effectively, if you're joining a startup that is five to six employees, know that like the reality is, is the statistics are against you. Um, chances are, you know, the business, the, you know, there's the statistics in, are, of your business being successful are, are very against you. And so one, have conviction in the idea and, and be willing to follow that idea, but also listen to the customers that are there and what they're asking for. Their chances are on that road, what you're working on today will may not be exactly what you work on you know, a year to two years from now, but it'll help you get there if you listen to the customers and ultimately what the customers are looking to buy. Customers want to make it easy as possible uh, to give you their money in most situations. Because like, hey, if you solve a problem, sweet, I need that problem solved, I will pay you for it. Yeah. Um, so so w- listen to your customers, be willing to iterate. And I think the last thing is just enjoy the people that you're working with. When you're working at a, comp- a, a company of five, six people, even up to 20, like you're, you're very much a family. And so um, you work through a lot of like ups and downs and highs and lows that, you know, are seemingly never ending. And so ensure that you're, you're, you're every single day that you're coming into work, you're enjoying that time because that'll make the, you know, the ups and the downs so much easier to handle. Something I can confidently say at PartnerStack is, you know, some of the people that I've worked with, you know, for the last four years, I count as some of my closest friends uh, in general, uh, because we've gone through so much uh, generally together um, from, you know, the ups and downs of you know, riding this startup um, that it's, it's, it's helped us go through those ups and downs and those peaks and troughs um, accordingly. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. That was, that's a great answer. Really. I appreciate it. Nikita, listen, it's been very interesting talking with you about partner stack and, and just in general about your, your career. And I really do wish you guys the best. I, I really do believe in you guys and your product. So, um, you know, I really do hope that it continues uh, to grow for you guys. So thank you so much for joining us. And I really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Jordan. All right. Have a good one. You too.